You're visiting the mom next door and our stories of faith. I'm glad you dropped by for a visit. Please stay a while and hear what the Lord has done in the lives of moms just like you and me. Well, hello, my blessed friends, precious mamas. I'm Pam Fields, and I'm delighted that you clicked on this show on this exact episode, and you're joining us here today. It's no mistake that you found us. God just seems to connect people. He's always amazing like that. My longtime listeners know that we bounce all over with topics on this show. I just can't seem to rein it in and pick one thing, but that's kind of how mom life is. We are required to have a base knowledge in a lot of subjects and a lot of skills, right? I think so. Today, I'd like to ask you all to put in your earbuds, though, because just like we have a wide variety of skills as moms, we are covering a different variety of topics here. One of the subjects that might come up today is sexuality and gender issues. It's not that we don't think your children should be knowledgeable about these things. They are regularly being put in front of our faces. It's just that we think that these are conversations for you to have with your children on their level, as opposed to overhearing ours. I'll also mention that before you say, this topic doesn't apply to me and tune it out, Think about your friends. Chances are this is an issue in someone's home and you can share this podcast as a resource and encouragement to them. That's kind of why I love the variety. If any particular podcast didn't apply to you, you probably know somebody it does. So, you know, sharing is caring and reaching out and encouraging another mom through what you hear. So now that you have your headphones on, I'd like to introduce you to my guest, Denise. We have a mutual friend who introduced us, and she believed that Denise's message and her testimony was so extremely relevant today, I had to have her on. So Denise, I'm passing the microphone over to you. I just want you to jump in and tell us about yourself. Take over. Hi, Pam. Thank you for having me. Well, I am 49. I'm not afraid to say it. Um, I'm a mom of three beautiful daughters. I've been married 26 years and I was not raised in a Christian home. So I started walking with the Lord at 22 and um, met my husband at the time and got married when I was 23. So I did not know what a Christian woman looked like. I didn't know what a Christian wife was supposed to be like. And then we, we had talked about me staying home. I wanted to do that. I, I come from a long line of educators, public school educators. And so I've been playing school since I was a little girl. And it's so fitting now because I'm a homeschool mom. I've been homeschooling for 20 years. And I never knew that playing teacher and my, my sister being my student, um, would have been a foreshadowing of where I'm at today. Like I said, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. We didn't have a Bible. We didn't pray. I did not watch a Christian um, marriage played out before my eyes. 
And when I was in high school, my dad ended up leaving our family and he had an affair and I was heartbroken. And my family, even though we weren't Christians, we were involved in a, in a certain church and we would go once in a while. And when my dad would show up, it was Christmas or Easter and the services would be a couple hours and he'd say, why is it so long? And I'd say, dad, it's to make up for you not coming with us. So I, you know, I accepted Christ at a young age, but I think it was at vacation Bible school, but that was it. I was saved and I didn't have any discipleship. So my journey was interesting. The Holy Spirit was teaching me, even though I was not being discipled and I was not being raised in a Christian home. So when my parents got separated, I took it very hard. I, um, I was the, I'm the oldest. And so I've, I always have just kind of taken over and I had to become the mom. And so I was so heartbroken that what I didn't know then that I know now is that, um, Sometimes when we say things out loud, we are actually making vows and making agreements with the enemy. And I made an agreement back then that I was not going to get married. I was not going to need men. Um, I could adopt children. And I was just so heartbroken. And so I had a lot of relationships and a lot of wrong friendships. And I, I just really tried to numb my pain in lots of ways. It was a challenging time and God protected me. And I know that I know that even in those seasons of decisions that I was making, I can look back now and see the hand of God protecting me and the Holy Spirit teaching me things that I would not have known because I was not going to a Christian church. And so fast forward, I get married and um, I marry a a wonderful man who went to Bible college, was raised in a Christian home, has a legacy of generations of believers. And I was so grateful. I remember meeting his parents and going to church with them and just thanking God that he had put me in this family in a Christian home. And just now I could see what a Christian family was going to be like. And so, you know, I, I ended up becoming a, a mom and then a homeschooler. And I still felt like I didn't know what I was doing. I still <laughs> thought, oh, what am I doing, Lord? Like, how do I do this? And I really struggled with so many issues that I hadn't dealt with. I kind of thought I'm a believer now, I'm walking with God. All this is just going to vanish, all my struggles, all the things that that um, I had dealt with that I you know, that I had allowed in my life, but never really fully given to the Lord. I feel like throughout my parenting, um, I was angry. I, I felt defeated. I had spiritual warfare happening um, because I'm Hispanic. My culture was very involved in um, occult practices, and I didn't realize it until later on that those things, I would have nightmares. I was being, you know, tormented in my dreams by the enemy. And I just was so down on myself. I struggled with suicidal thoughts. I had attempted in high school and I didn't realize till recently that 
I had never really confessed that to the father and asked him to forgive me. And so fast forward, I have children and I start to see now the struggles that I had, um, some of them surfacing in my children. And so um, it's been a layer after layer after layer of the Lord just faithfully teaching me and working on me and me surrendering that after he showed me that, you know, you've got this issue we haven't dealt with. Oh, sorry, Father, let's work on that. You've got this issue. And so it's just like I feel peeled, you know, and I am I am definitely free from a lot of the things I struggled with now, but it's been a hard work um, on my part and a lot of sweetness from the father and just working on me. And so, yeah, I don't know. That's a, a long introduction about who I am, but, um, now I have a 23 year old an 18 year old and a 14 year old, and I'm still homeschooling our last one. And I'm still in, I'm in school right now, just allowing the Lord to teach me about spiritual warfare and freedom and healing. And it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful place to be, to just be in the hand of the father and letting him work on me. It's a new season in life when our kids get older. Now I still have a nine-year-old. So in a few between there and my adult children, but, but it is, I see we've gone around the corner and life just changes. There's these seasons. Um, you know, it's interesting. You said that there were these issues and they were undealt with and they just kind of sat there on the side. And I, I think sometimes we believe that if it's not an issue, that's knocking us over the head, then it doesn't exist kind of equivalent to, I guess, putting our fingers in the ears and ignoring the things around us, right? We think um, it's not an issue right in front of my face. It's not an issue right now. So I don't need to deal with it. It's not a big deal. And, and that's kind of where I think a lot of women walk. We might have knowledge that maybe there was something, but really it's enough effort to deal with what's in front of us today why would I put any effort in dealing with that, which is not right in front of my face? I mean, my hands are full, right? Yes. Yes. I think sometimes though, sometimes you're forced to have to deal with them. And so what you choose to do with it at that moment, I, I feel like for me, until the Lord takes me home or he returns to come get us, I want to keep being refined, even though it's hard, I would say that I never would have thought I'd be where I'm at right now, but it's also the sweetest that the relationship I have with the father than I have ever, except for when I first started walking with God, there's something about that new, new time, you know, of you. And it's almost like a little honeymoon time with the Lord. Um, and so sometimes when you're forced because of others in your family, your situation changes. I've kind of started to say, okay, Lord, what does this mean for me? And and where can you work on me in this area? I guess as homeschoolers, we're always ready to learn something new. Right? That's true. I love learning. I'm sure you do too, Pam. 
Yeah. I just, you know what? Sometimes I feel like my brain gets overwhelmed and I'm, I, I'm like, Oh, is there anything else I can learn? And yet God is like, when I stop and I look back over the years, I realize, wow, he was teaching me even when I thought I couldn't be taught also. Right. Yes, for sure. This stage of life it, and, and even our topic of conversation today might speak more to a mom with older children, yet there's so much involved in the foundations that we build of our children too, that we don't want the younger moms to turn this off. Uh, we want you guys to know that um, some of these foundational things is that there's no perfect family. And um, I think that's a lie sometimes. No, not sometimes. I think that's a lie that we often walk into if we're younger or if we're older, uh, we see all these other families and we think they've got it all together. And the more we get to know each other, we realize we don't. So um, I just want to speak that out to the moms listening. You know, if you are feeling like they have it all together and why can't I, um, the truth is, None of us do. The truth is we all have, like you were saying, Denise, areas of refinement the Lord's working out in us. Mm -hmm. And I would say that, you know, anger, I, I didn't realize um, now that I look back when I see young moms, I just, I tell them I would go back in a heartbeat. I would go back to those sleepless nights. I would I would go back to those, those times and those seasons where children think you hung the moon. And it's such a beautiful time where their hearts are still tender and they're still so easily to forgive you. And so, you know, with a 14 year old, my last one, we, we deal with things. I feel like I deal with things differently than I did when I was younger. And my, my, my message for younger moms would be to really, I know there's so much going on, especially if they're home educating or if they have a lot of littles all kind of close together, I would still encourage them to seek the Lord and, and ask him to reveal through the power of the Holy Spirit, any areas in their life that the father wants to surface and help them deal with um, and even teach them how to pray about releasing any generational issues that maybe, you know, sometimes we don't realize that I know when my parents got divorced and I had struggles in my marriage later on, I knew without a shadow of a doubt, I did not want to be divorced. I knew what that was like. And so I just prayed and asked the father to help us and intervene. And so that's when the Lord started teaching me how to pray. And prayer, I tell a friend of mine, I have a neighbor, she just had her first baby and it was just such a beautiful time for her. And, and I encouraged her when you're nursing, pray, pray for things that the Holy Spirit brings on your heart, pray for the things that they will face in the future, pray for the things that are happening in our culture to protect your child, because we never think that this is going to happen to my child or this is going to happen to my family. But um, the enemy is so crafty and we all know what he wants. We all know that he is the prince of this world and he he's here to steal, kill and destroy. 
He's here to steal your child's faith. He wants to steal their identity. He wants to steal the purpose God has for them. And we as moms have a have an amazing gift to be able to pray in forward for our children. And so no matter what season you're in, I think prayer is so vital. And I think it gets, it doesn't get the attention that it should. And so that that's what I would encourage young moms is to keep praying. And really also something else I learned that I was so concerned about the behavior of my children. I didn't look at the heart issues mm-hmm. in a way that was curious father you know I could have asked him father show me what does this behavior showing me in my child's heart what's going on in their heart keeping open communication with our children and really asking him because there were some things that I didn't think I didn't I didn't really know how to deal with um and I don't believe that I took every single thing to the Lord in prayer. And so I was, like I said, so concerned about their behavior. And I, I, you know, I, I wish I could go back and and fix those things, but I have a God who can. And so I pray now that the Lord would go and heal those things that um, maybe I didn't handle properly or that were wounds in my children's heart because we all have them. And so I ask him to be the one, the Holy Spirit, to heal those, those wounds for my children. And if he will allow one day for me to apologize for those, I'm totally game for that. Um, but sometimes, you know, the timing has to be right in that. So, yeah, the Father is good to teach us what to do and, and how to do it. We just have to seek him. Okay, now I know that probably everybody listening is listening on a phone because that's how we get our podcasts in general, right? And there's definitely value to this invention of the modern cell phone. I I use it all the time. Mm -hmm. I am, I have to admit, I'm on my phone all the time. I'm on Facebook every day. I mean, it's just the truth. I'm going to be honest with you. But I also, what you're saying really resonates with me because I think that the good can take captive of the best. Mm. Uh, The phone is a tool, right? It's a tool we can use for things. I do remember as a young mom sitting there holding my babies, praying for their futures, praying for future spouses, um, Mm. all the things. And now I can say as a grandma and, and not only that, I mean, I'm still a mom, right? I still have young children. I have college age children. I have adult children. Um, I am so easily distractible by Mm. that phone. Right. And I kind of, if we want to talk spiritual warfare, Mm. I think it is a very tricky little tactic by the enemy, um, because it, it doesn't smash us in the face, like some things might, but it is still an assault on what we should be doing, what we're called to do. We're called to pray for our children, our spouse, our community. Um, we're, we're called to spend time in the word of God and that distraction. It's so easy to fall into. And, um, so, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that when we 
when we're falling into that, following that so much, it really can steal a lot of what God had planned for us. Yes, I agree with you. It's, it's so easy to go to the phone when we have a spare moment. You know, it's so easy to look and see if people have liked your post. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm learning right now. I'm in two classes. One is freedom in Christ and it's by Neil T. Anderson. It's an online class. And I'm learning that there is three things that Adam and Eve had in the garden that we long for we're human. And so we long for these things. And when Adam and Eve sinned and God had said not to eat of the fruit or you will surely die. We all know that Adam and Eve didn't die physically. They died spiritually, but the things that they had during that season before sin were significance, acceptance, and security. And so what Neil T. Anderson is teaching through this Freedom in Christ class is that we are still longing for that today. And our children are longing for those three things. So when I get on my phone to look and see if someone has liked my post or whatever, what is it that I'm looking for? I'm looking for acceptance, security, and significance. But when I look to the father for those things, He is so quick to meet those things in such a perfect way that nothing else can meet that. And so, you know, I'm still like, I'm I'm 49 and I'm still like, okay, I've got to limit my time and I shouldn't care whether people like my post or not, or whether they, you know, comment or something, but I still am looking to be, to have significance, acceptance and security. And so, you know, I didn't know that when I was a young mom. So I I asked the father, father, these are my crumbs that I I did the best I could. I, I really did teach my children. I homeschooled them. I trained them in the way they should go. They did all the things. I mean, like they were so well rounded everything. I just thought I've laid this foundation from worldview programs to speech and debate and, you know, um, the Bible and everything. And I just laid it all out. And so those are the areas that the enemy uses when I, I I'm seeing my adult children who have left the faith and are choosing a different path that the enemy will use to, to tug at my heart and to, condemn me. You know, if you hadn't done this, then maybe they would be walking with the Lord. If you hadn't done this and I'm like, father, you know, that I did the best I could. I give you my crumbs, make something beautiful out of it. The thing that has been such comfort to me, Pam, is that all three of my girls, when I was, when they were, when I found out I was pregnant with each one of them, the prayer that God put on my heart was that they would accept Christ at a young age walk with him and serve him all their life. And he did that. They all accepted him on their own without any prodding from me. And that's something else the enemy has shown me. It will try to bring up in my mind, but the Lord has shown me that I never asked them 
not that this is wrong, but I never said, okay, do you want to become a Christian now? They, they all, like my first daughter was watching a Billy Graham rerun with me. And when he was presenting the gospel, she turned to me and said, mama, I want to make a decision for Jesus. And I'm like, okay. Cause she was really young. So I shared the gospel with her, made sure she understood it. She accepted Jesus. And um, then when we were about to baptize her, um, she was seven. My husband was going to baptize her in the river. My middle daughter came to me and she said, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. And I said, well, honey, I don't, um, I don't know. Are you a Christian? I said, why don't we go talk to your older sister and, and ask her what it, what it's, what it is to become a Christian, what the gospel is. So my older daughter shared the gospel with her sister, her sister accepted Christ. And then we went to go baptize her older sister. So we're taking my middle daughter to go get baptized or driving in our van. I'm, I'm in the passenger side. My husband's in the driver's side. And my youngest says to me, mama, how do I be, a, how do I become a Christian? And I said, well, sweetie, why don't you ask Rebecca? She's sitting right next to you. We're going to her baptism. Let's, let's ask her what that's about. And so Rebecca shared the gospel. Mary accepted Christ. And we went to Rebecca, my middle daughter's baptism. And so God has been so faithful to remind me that each one accepted with their heart, totally tugged by him. And that has been such a precious memory for me because I know that God's promises say that he will never leave them nor forsake them. Nothing can take them out of his hand. Their names are written in the Lamb's book of life, whether they choose to walk a different path and say that they are not following Christ right now. I know with my, with, with every fiber in me that God has them. And so, you know, I just, I feel like as we cultivate a spirit of sensitivity and we live out our faith, um, that's really what we're supposed to do. Yes. We are supposed to train them and teach them and provide opportunities for them to hear the gospel and wash them in the word and, and do those things. Um, but as moms, we can sometimes feel defeated. And I, I live most of my young mom life feeling like I wasn't good enough. And I know that wasn't true. I was doing the best I could. And so, you know, the moms that are listening, that are taking the time to listen. I know their heart, their heart is for their children. Their heart is for Christ. Their heart is to serve him with every fiber. And they pray and believe that their children are gonna walk in that same path. But the, the enemy loves to condemn us. My encouragement is rebuke the enemy, silence his voice, and run to the truth. The truth is that you are a daughter of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You are holy. You are righteous. You are redeemed. You make a difference no matter, no matter if you feel like you don't, you are making a difference. And so that is my hope and prayer is that Moms will know that, yes, we have those days that we feel like, you know, nothing was accomplished. School didn't go like I wanted. 
Um, but if you deal with the heart issues, then that day is a successful day, in my opinion. When you go to your child, before I feel like I was a shaming mom. And I wish I could go back and heal that, you know, in my child. But I, I'm asking the Lord to do that healing for me. But recently I had a situation with my 14-year-old. And I'm like, wow, God, <laughs> you are working on me. Because instead of what I wanted to do, which was in anger, I wanted to go and confront my child and just tell them, you know, what they did wrong and whatever. The Holy Spirit said to me, take her out, have breakfast, go and have fun with her and connect with her heart. We'll deal with the issue later. So that's what I did. I woke her up and I said, sweetheart, I want to take you to breakfast. I want to go for a walk. Let's go to the thrift store shopping. And we did. And I, and we connected. And then today was the day that I had to deal with the issue. But even the way I dealt with the issue, Pam, was so different than I would have a long time ago. I went to the Freedom in Christ um, book that's online called Restored. And well, but even before that, I, I had heard a message about um, the keys that God has given us as believers. And I shared with my daughter that I, I was asking her, what do you think about this? You know, the, um, there are some areas that I, you know, that I wanted you to see. I wanted you to watch this with me. So she watched it and I was praying the whole time. Holy Spirit, is this the right time for me to bring up the situation that I have to deal with? And I felt his prompting and I was like, okay, all right. Um, so I just shared with her, I said, I'm concerned about these, this one area in your life. And um, I want to talk to you about it because I know that this is not who you are. And so I shared with her the issue and then I took her to the restored book and we started talking and I told her, I feel like this has become a stronghold in your life. And let's, let's see what the Lord says about this. And so we, I just laid it before her. We read some materials from the book and then we prayed and renounced this area that has become an issue in her life. And, um, there was no shame involved. There was no, um, I don't, she was surrendered. Her heart was tender. And she was ready to hear what the Lord had to say to her. And it was so beautiful. I just was like, wow, because that's how the father deals with us. You know, when the prodigal is running back home, the father didn't run out and point out all the wrong things he had done and how long it took and where the money was spent. And, oh, my goodness, look at how filthy you are. That's not how the father deals with us. And that's not how the prodigal's father dealt with him. And so I'm on a learning journey and it's real exciting because I feel like the areas that I um, didn't know about back then, God is faithfully teaching me for myself, but also for my, my daughter who is, who, who I'm still homeschooling. And so um, we just, you know, sometimes it's hard to, to take the time and think, okay, how, how, what is this, what is this heart saying to me right now? And 
praying for the right timing and asking the Holy Spirit to lead you. But even most in the pre-work is the connecting of the heart. Um, I, you know, I, I really feel like if I had that opportunity and when I do have that opportunity, when the Lord opens that up for my older daughter and um, I'm ready for that, I don't, I don't know how I'll handle it. I don't know exactly what that'll look like, but the Holy Spirit will lead me. And as my second daughter is still home this morning, I just spent time connecting with her. Um, and I think that is a, so important is connecting that heart to heart. Um, and then when those situations come that you've got to talk about, you've got that relationship connection. Cause just because you homeschool doesn't mean you're connecting heart to heart. I've learned that too. I bet you know that, right, Pam? It's like, you can teach them all these things. You can do all this stuff. You can run through the curriculum and the heart is never connected with. So that is so important. Yeah, that's, I think that's true. I think it's also um, possible for a Christian family to homeschool their children secularly. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but, you know, we can put a lot of emphasis on the academics and, yeah. and we just don't ever talk about the Lord and, you know, what's our goal? What's our goal with the education and who's setting the standards that declare we've had that successful day? You know, are, are, are the standards that we got a certain amount of hours of math done or pages done in our language arts book? Um, I think that, and, and you kind of talked about that with fixing behavior versus looking to the heart too. Um, those things are so mechanical and really so legalistic. If we're just looking at the behavior, we got to fix the behavior. We're looking at the outside. If we're just looking at that school book or the extracurricular activities, and we're just checking the boxes of doing the things. Um, yeah. And I feel like maybe our culture has changed so much too. Maybe it's culture that changed so much. I'm hearing a lot recently about the spiritual warfare you're talking about. Um, and I feel like we need, maybe it's because the culture has been so much in our face. Um, and the culture, just by saying those who do not follow the Bible, who do not proclaim the Lord, you know, it's so much in our face that I wonder if we are just realizing the mm. importance of gearing up for battle. You know, we're ready. The The mama bear claws are coming out and we are ready to fight for our kids. Like mm -hmm. maybe we weren't uh, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you know, and, and we're seeing things we've had, you and I have older children. So there's things that maybe um, we've seen little bits of it before, and now we're seeing it at a full head. Um, so cautionary to young moms, but also um, just the Lord is gearing us up to prepare us to fight for our children in a different way. And so because of that, we should honor what the Lord's calling us to and retrain our mind as to what is a successful day. Let's work on that, you know? Amen. Yes. And the other thing too, I think is um, teaching our children about spiritual warfare in the appropriate age, I guess, where they're at. But today, you know, with my daughter, we renounced things. We renounced some lies. 
some thoughts um, and we confessed and we are going to build a strong bus, a stronghold buster. So, you know, in second Corinthians three, um, in second Corinthians 10, I think three, four, and five, it talks about the strongholds. And um, so we talked about what stronghold we think stronghold buster she thinks she needs to build. And, and then I asked her, um, I said, I need your help. I want to build a stronghold buster for me. And I thought it was one particular thing. I thought it was anger. And she said, mama, I think, I think it might be this. And I said, you know what? Yes, I think that's it too. So what a stronghold buster is, um, uh, you can look them up online. Um, Freedom in Christ Ministries has like how to do it um, and how to build it. But what it is, is the brain is retrained is you can build new neuropathways in the brain after for 40 days. So a stronghold buster is how you, 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 you realize what is the lie that I have been believing? What does God say about that? And you look in the scriptures and you, you write out all those. And then at the bottom, you renounce that lie and you make a declaration of the truth. And you read that for 40 days. Well, you know, your brain will start to you know, I know that I'm a daughter of the King of Kings. I know that I'm loved, redeemed, I'm holy, and I'm righteous. I know it here, but in my heart, sometimes it's hard to believe it. And so that is, that's pretty much what the purpose of the Stronghold Buster is, is to help you really write it on the tablet of your heart and embrace who God says you are. Um, and also in that you can use it for prayer. Um, I have been, you know, you, I've really been ramping up my prayer time, just like what you're talking about and spiritual warfare. And so I've been praying these scriptures and the stronghold um, verses in the Bible for my adult children. And, you know, sometimes you're brought to a place of um, humility um, and reflection when it comes to your children like the lord uses your children and has used my children in so many ways to show me kind of like a mirror image of who i am and who they are and so um for me in this season of life of where i'm at i i'm like okay lord um i renounce these things that Maybe I have passed down generationally. I say, no, there, we are not. This is not going to continue. It ends here. Satan, you have no power over my children and over my family because we belong to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And then I'm also using scripture verses to declare and speak life over my children, over my adult children who have left the faith and are living um, alternative lifestyles. Well, you just brought up a topic that is really a hidden topic a around a lot of moms. And, 
you know, I have private conversations with a lot of women um, just because I've gotten to know them through the podcast and, and through mom's groups and things like that. I believe there's a lot of ladies struggling with children who are living an alternative lifestyle. Um, what has the Lord been teaching you in that area? Oh, a lot. <laughs> um, yes. Um, he has been so faithful and so kind. Um, you know, I have gone through and my husband has too grieving, um, questioning, um, just in utter shock. And, and it was good that I went through that process. And I really feel like the Lord brought really to my attention that there's nothing I can do to change what my children believe. Um, my job is to stand, um, stand on truth and not acquiesce and not, um, not be willing to compromise my faith to keep my, my relationship with the father, number one. And even though I love my children with every fiber in me, I have to just relinquish them totally to him. And so it's been a time of growing for me. So I have started asking the Lord to just clean me up, um, refine me, show me things that I need to work on. And that's kind of what I mentioned in the past is where I'm I'm taking these classes through Freedom in Christ Ministries and through um, Deeper Walk International and learning um, learning about my relationship with the Father and who I am and my identity um, and how that is something that I feel was stolen. And, I, I, you know, in the past, I, I may have looked at someone in the alternative lifestyle and I might have been um, put off in a way. Now that I'm in this place where I'm loving children that are, are walking in this journey, I see that there is so much underneath the heart issues, the wounds. Um, and really, it's not about sex. Um it's about wanting to have those three things, um, acceptance, security, and significance. And they're longing for that too, just like I am. They're longing for that even now where they say that they're happy and they're finally in their true selves and all the wording that goes with that. I, I realize that they're still looking for those things and I know they're not going to find it anywhere else. And so I, um, I don't have a lot of interaction with my oldest daughter. She's really distanced herself from us um, because of her choices and wanting to follow that path. And my middle daughter still lives with us at home. So I do have interaction and I just love her. And my teaching time is pretty much over. She's graduated and she's an adult. And so I love her and I just kind of remind her of truth without really using scripture. You know what I mean? I, I, 
I can paraphrase it without saying in Matthew, God says, blah, blah, blah. So um, really it's for me, I really feel like the Lord is working on me and helping me um, see people in the alternative lifestyle with totally different eyes. I feel like Jesus has given me eyes of compassion and love and um, a heart for them that I never had before. Um, so, you know, prayer, I pray whenever I see anyone living, you can tell, I can tell now I can see people's eyes. I can see the way they look. I can tell when young children are already struggling and maybe their parents don't know. Um, and I ask the father whether I should say something or not, because, um, I want to respect, you know, their family. And I, I, I don't have all the answers that is for sure. Um, but I have a different way of looking at people that I really believe the father has given me that ability because that's how he sees them. So there are so many helps and God has brought some amazing godly women into my life that were walking in either the transgender Actually, all of them were walking in the transgender lifestyle and Jesus saved them. And now they are walking in freedom and wholeness and healing. And they have been a testimony and a witness to me and encouraged my mama's heart like nothing else could except the Lord. Um, and it just reminds me that no one is too far from Jesus to be touched and healed in an instant. And Amen. So praise God for that. Yes. That's something that all of us as moms could apply that by learning our own identity, our mm -hmm. own identity in Christ, who he says we are, that will overflow and pour out onto our children for them to understand their true identity. And that's something that I'm on a journey with this year too. And I've been hearing it over and over again. Uh, as I talk to people, that word identity keeps coming up. And I think it's a very prevalent word in our culture today. And it's an area of a lot of struggle, um, an area where we can be in prayer about for our children from a very young age that yeah. they will, you know, there's a lot of counterfeits in the world. It may not be the trans and uh, that whole scene, it may be some other place where the enemy gets in and tries to mess with their identity. Um, and we just don't know where the assault's going to come from. Right. So mm -hmm. there you, you said before we hit record, you know, there's no safe place. There's mm -hmm. always a, a, a weakness in our armor, right? That's why we need to just keep having the Lord refine us and renew us and teach us more. So, um, but anchoring our own identity and pouring out into our children to remind them of their identity is going to um, give us that, that core solid strength and foundation. Yes. Now, Denise, you have, um, like me, just jumped in full on into doing a podcast. And I know there you hope to encourage the mothers of any prodigal. And you're spending a lot of time praying for prodigals. And um, 
just ministering there. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, well, I felt the Lord prompting me um, when things started shaking up in our family, <laughs> but I didn't, I don't have any experience with podcasts. I don't have any of the technical stuff. And so I just kept putting it off, putting it off. And then one day, um, probably about a month and a half ago, I felt the Lord's prompting um, because I have met a lot of women, Christian moms, mostly homeschoolers, who, um, when I ask them for prayer about my family, then they feel comfortable sharing about their family. And so I just felt the Lord leading me to start a podcast and I didn't even have a name. I mean, I just, I just heard about a certain platform and I thought I'm going to go with it. It said it was easy. So one afternoon on a Sunday, I just hit record and I start <laughs> talking. <laughs> it's just that easy. You just click record and there it happens. Yes, it is. <laughs> I don't even have a microphone, Pam. So I use my phone. And, um, I'm sharing about my, my, um, where I'm at and just encouraging moms. And then I, I really felt like, you know, what's the most important thing? Well, the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, right? That is how we defeat the enemy. And I will not add to the word of God, but I do believe that prayer is, there is, it is underrated. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to share um, with my listeners, and then we're going to end in prayer in agreement for our prodigals. I started it um, with the intent for Christian moms that have prodigals that are gender confused and sexuality with confused with their sexuality. And then I realized that prodigals are prodigals. It doesn't matter if they're struggling in those areas or not. So pretty much what I do is I just share what the Lord leads me to that day. It's, it's once a week. And then we close in unity and in one accord in prayer using scripture for our prodigals. And that's really, and then the name, the first time I, the first time I hit record, right? And I'm like, okay, well, what am I going to name this thing? You know, like, what is it, Lord? I know it's the Holy Spirit. It He just prompted me with the words far above. And I'm thinking to myself, far above, far above, what? And as I realized, you know, I, I had even said something in the podcast, I think, where I said, we're going to live far above our circumstances, far above what we see. We're not going to walk by by sight, we're going to walk by faith and we're going to choose to live far above in believing our prodigals are going to return. And there you go. So um, I have just, I, you know, I just hope my prayers to encourage moms if they don't have anyone to pray with, because they don't feel like they can talk to anyone about what their, their prodigal is going through and what their family is going through. They can, hop on, find my podcast and pray with me. And I'm honored that I get to pray with women and encourage them. And then I just started, I just um, opened up an email account because I just thought, I think I have six episodes and I thought, well, what if they want to contact me? Um, 
because once a month I host prayer times for prodigal moms with prodigal children and we pray. And so I, I thought, okay, well, I'll start a Facebook page too. And so I'm, I'm fixing that up. I'm tweaking it and then going to put that out there, but it's really just for my listeners. So they have a safe place to be with other women that, that love the Lord and are praying and believing in unity for their prodigals to return. And then if they want to reach me, they can email me and I'd be glad to contact them and talk with them. Well, I'm going to get all the exact precise details about that. And I'm going to add it into the show notes. So if anybody's listening and wants to get directly connected with those things, you're just going to have to click on that in the show notes and that'll take you right there. And you know, let's just take a minute. I'd love for you to close us out in prayer and pray for the moms, the families, the women that are listening. I'd love to. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we come before you and we praise your holy name. You are worthy to be praised. All glory and honor is yours, Father. You are the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. Because of your love for us, that's how we can love. Thank you that we're your daughters. We've been adopted into your family. We are redeemed and holy and righteous, and we are your delight. You delight in us, Father. Thank you for each precious mom, each precious woman that is listening to our voices right now. Father, I pray that you would encourage their heart as they seek after you in your word and in prayer and in fellowship with other sisters. I pray that they would be washed in the love of Jesus. I pray that they would not feel alone, that you would silence the voice of the enemy and his condemnation has no power over us. It says in your word, that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Thank you for your promises. Father, I pray that you would undergird, you'd lift up, you would breathe a fresh Holy Spirit into each mom and woman that is listening, that they would sense your presence in a new, fresh way, that they would lay themselves before you and hold nothing back, let you have every area of their life. Father, if there is a wound or a hurt that needs to be healed, I ask you, Holy Spirit, to come and heal it for them. I pray that if their family is struggling with prodigals, whether they're confused about identity or sexuality or any other area, Father, that you would bring other Christian women into my sister's life. I pray that you would encourage her, I pray that she would um, that she would sense your presence and your love, that you'd give her your wisdom. We ask for your wisdom and you say you will give it to us liberally. I pray that if there's an area in their child's life that um, that needs to be dealt with, that you would give them the wisdom and how to gently and as you would handle. I thank you for this time, Father. I thank you that there is nothing that is out of your reach and out of your hand. We invite you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, into our lives, into our marriages, into our children's lives, and into our families. And I ask that your will would come to pass in each of these 
precious families' lives, that we would shine like lights in this dark world and that you would use us, protect us from the enemy, keep us from the evil one. I pray blessings on Pam and her ministry, Father. I pray that you would be with her and guide her hands as she goes about the work that you have prepared for her from the beginning of time. Thank you that we can come into your throne room and ask for help and mercy. You give us mercy in our time of need. We lift your name up, Father. I pray that this has been an encouragement. I pray, Lord, that you would be honored and glorified and every word that was spoken pleases you, Father. We ask it all in your precious Son, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today, Denise. I am just glad to have met you and, and to get this opportunity. Now, friends, if you've been encouraged by this episode, I want you to take a second and go to your podcast player, whatever platform it is, and hit the like button, like all the stars, leave a review, all those things. Because when you do that, it helps spread the word about the podcast. And there's so much life spoken here. And there's so many moms that are needing to hear that. They need to hear the encouraging stories of lives transformed and lives in process of being transformed. So please take a minute and share this with a friend and uh, we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. I hope that you've been encouraged or challenged in your faith today and that something we discussed prompts you to grow deeper in your walk with the Lord. If it has, make sure you tell a friend so they can grow along with you. And if you or a friend would like to be a guest and share about God's faithfulness in your life, please email me at podcast at Because when we tell of God's faithfulness, we never run out of stories. Whatever is true.